Hi friends, and welcome to the Be Nourished podcast, where we talk about the nourishing things in life, relationships, food, jobs, dreams, and everything in between. Hi guys, welcome to Tuesday and welcome to a new episode of the Be Nourished podcast. Today we have Samantha Bushy, my dear friend. I've known her for about 10 years um, and I mentioned today that she was my big sister in our social club in undergrad and really that's how she feels to me in a lot of ways. I look up to her for things and this is one of the things that she truly does so well. We talked today about hospitality, which is a bit of an abstract topic, but we break it down into how Samantha does hospitality so well because she knows how to balance it with boundaries and self-awareness and self-care, which are all very tricky things for people. I have found in my experience that they can be very tricky for me, very tricky for my friends. I'm a therapist and I talk to my clients. It's very difficult for them as well. So I don't know, maybe it's because we're in the South, but boundaries, self-care, and self-awareness can be very difficult things. And true hospitality has to have these. So Sam breaks that down today and we really talk about ways to do self-care. It can be very simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. And she discusses some of the ways that she's learned to be hospitable from a true heart. So please help me welcome Samantha Bushy. Hi, Samuel. Hi. What's up? Hey, welcome to my home. <gasps> welcome to my podcast. Thanks oh, for having me. This is so me. fun. It's like a full circle. Yeah, I'm glad it. to be I'm here. I'm try not to kick this or thing. I'm too. glad you're here. Thanks. Too. I'm glad you're here, too. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, tell us about yourself. Well, <clears throat> first and foremost, um, I am a displaced northerner. Yes. I was plucked right out of my climate and, <laughs> and placed into the humid south. Uh-huh. But you're also catching me in August, so it's I might true. have a singing of be singing a different tune in a couple of months. But also if you hear us start saying um our it's not really a Michigan accent, is it? Would you no, say our, something strange? It's more yeah, it's a combination of like a Maybe more of, New Jersey. <laughs> a little bit more New Jersey, yes. Samuel, that's the thing. So we may just break out. Yeah, into it. I'm gonna do my best, try my hardest not to, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but really, um, so I I claim Michigan as my home because I was born and raised there, and I think I always will. But um, I'm currently living in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, so sometimes I still feel like I'm a stranger here because people talk about stuff and I don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other times I feel really right at home. So it's very it's a very strange. And you guys have been thing. here for, um, well, you've been so, here for yeah, so college, but also I guess living here for seven years, yeah, I, like officially moved back for seven years. So that is crazy to think about. Yes. Um. So it still feels new in a lot of ways. Um. And then, like, for, like places I've never even been in Little Rock, and people talk about school districts and things yeah. like that in schools, and I'm like, where is that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then I feel so like familiar too, and and everything. So, um, but yeah, like I said, college brought me down here, um, and the Lord just kept bringing me back every time mm-hmm. I tried to leave. So I just kind of sunk into His plan, and yep. that's right. Here I am. Yay! So. I have a master's in counseling, um, so I work for an agency in town, um, and I've recently taken on a new position with them in January of this year. Um, I've also been married for about four and a half years now. My husband's name is also Sam, so, so fun. that's a little bit of a quirk for our lives. <laughs> um, we are very different people with a lot of similarities, if that mm-hmm. makes any sort of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> our church community, and my relationship with God huge factors in my life and what I funnel um, all of my decision making through so you'll hear me reference that a lot throughout this interview for sure and I will never forget when we were in college together you were my big sister in our social club and we looked so much alike everyone always thought (laughs) that we were really sisters and so we just kind of went with that yeah it was so great and you you and I look more alike than I do my real sister yep same for me it was so funny (laughs) and I my I'm the same way I keep trying to leave Arkansas and it keeps sucking you right right back yeah so there's a lot of good things a lot of good things about it and I think that like I said the biggest thing obviously I'm away from a lot of family but also the climate isn't what I would choose but um over the years I've just trying to have a new perspective about it and just really honestly try not to complain so much um, mm-hmm. because I can tend to do that 
Me too. About the heat. Yes. So <laughs> it really is so hot, but you know, we're hoping for cooler weather soon. Yeah, yeah. We're getting so. there. We're well, I, you know, I have been friends with you for, what, 100 years? I'm not yeah. sure. 10? I don't know. How old am I? I've, <laughs> I've known you since, I guess since I was a sophomore, so almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I love most about you, and I, we, we'll go further into this in a minute, but you have such a heart for service. You are always serving people. You're helping people. You're fixing these amazing cakes, or you're taking care of kids, or got us the most amazing thoughtful wedding gifts like several not just the mm. one but like several things mm. and but the thing that I admire most is that you never lose yourself in serving others and I think that is so 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 important because I think maybe it's southern culture maybe it's christian culture I'm not sure but a lot of times especially women can get very caught up in the serving and they totally lose themselves in it or they feel selfish about that, or whatever it might be. Mm. So I want to talk a little bit about hospitality, because I feel like you do it so well. And I was wondering kind of where that started for you, if that was like something you've just always done, or if you cultivated that, or or where that came from. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for saying all that. Um, It's very kind of you to kind of point that out. Um, But I do think it was modeled for me. and I think it starts with food. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so true. So from a young, young kid, I was baking and cooking with my grandmother. Oh. And I come from a long line of good cooks, mm-hmm. bakers. And so just very, I think, the creative aspect, but also like the memories in that bonding time with grandma or mom or whoever it was that um, I just have that deep love and that passion of it. So... I was always doing that with her. Um, she was always making food and an overabundance of it. She yes. didn't want people's bellies to be empty. <laughs> you know, she was always the one bringing multiple dishes to potluck because she didn't want there to be <laughs> not enough, you know? And so I do that too. I've saw, I find myself making an overabundance because, um, yes, somewhat it was modeled for me, but also I love to cook. Yeah. I genuinely do. And sometimes I just can't choose one recipe. Uh, no, <laughs> especially if there's sweets involved. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, um, so I love cooking and baking both equally. Um, and then growing up, my family was very close with extended cousins and everything. Church has always been part of my life. So, um, community is huge for mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't know how people really live without it. Um, I've seen it modeled in my parents' home. Um, they're always opening their home up for different circumstances, whether it be like Bible studies or just to hang out, you know, come over, whether it's family or friends or strangers. I mean, they've had yeah. people live with them before. I mean, it's just, I've seen it modeled and that's exactly how I wanted because it just felt familiar to me and, yeah. I, and I see the goodness that comes from it. It's yeah. so rich. Um, you know, I have an aunt who, like, every time you go to her house, she's got a um, chocolates on the pillow or mints oh, on the pillow, you know, just that. that. So and sweet. I just want to do that for people. So yeah. um, it really does um, fill my heart, and I just, I just really love it. So yeah. um, that's kind of where where I it love that it started with food. I didn't even think about that, but that's just <laughs> the truest. Yeah, because I'm I'm similar. My grandmother, my grandmother never really cooked a lot. Like she wasn't like this cook necessarily, mm-hmm. but. I remember going to her home and we'd have meals there and that just that feeling mm-hmm. of like we don't want you to be empty yeah. and I think that right there even if it's not physically like mm-hmm. with food I think hospitality and service a lot of times is about I just don't want you to be empty I want you right. to feel happy and joyful and peaceful and of course for us a lot of times that is with food right and I think sometimes that gets people in the door you yeah know? whether it's to our homes to church to a restaurant I'm inviting somebody out for coffee or whatever yeah I think that act of hospitality doesn't have to just be in our homes. Right. It's like a lifestyle. Absolutely. And so I think that I'm trying, you know, try to model that even just if, if people aren't coming into my physical home, which, mm-hmm. you know, and you think about what happens around a dinner table, yeah. you know, and that's fellowship and why I think potlucks and things that mm-hmm. even happen so much in community um, is because when people are around the table, there's yeah. solid conversations that can be happening and um, and growth and, and people feel fed physically yeah and I think also we see that in the Bible how much how much that absolutely that relates, you know all, yeah Jesus is feeding people but he's also feeding them with the living word he's yeah feeding them with himself um, right so I like that aspect of the tangible but also the spiritual and the mm-hmm. emotional and and stuff all tied up into yeah it just it really does I, I don't think there's anything but food that really <clears throat> 
fosters so much like you can or can't you know you mm-hmm. could just have the funniest time and tell all these stories and laugh and joke or you can get really deep and it's right. all I mean it's all about the food really right. <laughs> just kidding it's right. people. do you remember right. anything that you made with your grandmother that was like this is on the spot but do you can you think of anything that you not that was like specifically special for her but just something that you learned or loved cooking with her yeah like making pie crust oh yeah, yeah pie dough um she was always making pie or or cobbler and so I think I, I like there's even pictures of me sitting in a like a cloud of flour because oh. uh, you know when I was even too little to really start doing a lot but just like her always being present and, and showing me those things um it wasn't just like here this is mm-hmm. what we've made for you it's like I want you to be involved in the process so that gave me a deep love yeah for that and I hope to pass that along to learn yeah That's to my cool. kids or you know other people that come along is that mm-hmm. you, you know we don't just give it to you but we show you how to do it so that you can carry that on and I think that yeah. goes further than food too you know mm-hmm. that that modeling and that showing teaching versus just like yes the, the provision is here and you yeah. don't have you don't know where it came from sure and so why how would I won't wouldn't know how to carry that on if mm-hmm. I wasn't shown and taking the time for investing that in me um and so so I think my memories uh, were more of of baking but she's she's a darn good cook yeah too. well and, and I just that. think you know like you said I think the invitation to be a part of the process versus like here we did it all for you and that's a whole other like side tangent but I think that's Mm -hmm. part of inviting people into your home as well like it doesn't have to be prim and proper and perfect you Mm -hmm. can make like box cookies or whatever and have other people bring stuff you know it's all about joining together correct I like that so I know a lot of times in the south or in the Christian community or whatever Mm -hmm. um men and women but a lot of times women get really caught up in the service and then totally lose themselves mm-hmm. in the process. And this is another thing you do really well is just your ability to give of yourself, open your home, serve, provide, do whatever, but not at the expense of your own well-being, not at the mm-hmm. expense of your family. So how do you do that? I mean, how did you learn that or did you just kind of, is that just a natural thing for you or is that something that you had to like discipline yourself for? Yeah, so I think the idea of hospitality in general was just natural. I don't think that I I think I just it is a part of me it is who I am and I don't because I don't know how to live another way sure um and so I already kind of had that ingrained in there and then taking it a step further to talk about how I kind of make sure I can do both is boundaries mm-hmm. and awareness two big key things um so I genuinely love doing things for people right so it really speaks to my soul rejuvenates me but I have limits um I've been given a gift to anticipate people's needs mm-hmm. kind of scary at times <laughs> kind of, you know I pay attention to put what people like and say their favorite things and so those little nuances that I kind of store away I also have a scary good memory so <laughs> my husband doesn't love that very much but, um, so funny <laughs> yes that that memory kind of helps me recollect like so if you said oh blueberry muffins are my favorite mm. I'll file that away and then I'll be like oh you know if I'm going to take them something, I'll make mm-hmm. those blueberry muffins or make their favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that brings me so much joy. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, um, it's just how I show love to my people. And I don't really think I can say it any simpler yeah. than that. I just showing love to people. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships, people uh, mean so much to me. Uh, and I want them to know it yeah. um, and feel it. Yeah. And so that's how I express it Mm -hmm. is by that tangible action do you ever feel like is it because you know I'm thinking about like the love language stuff where Mm -hmm. what you give is often what you want to receive back is that that true for you like you give and that's your natural tendency and your lean is to want to make people feel appreciated by giving them gifts or serving them is that what you want in return do you ever feel like you need to be filled up in, in that way or is it simply just I just want to give this to you and it doesn't matter if you ever do anything back I think it's the latter I I don't think that's my love language um I mean it's it doesn't go unnoticed when it is done for me and sure we all need encouragers Mm -hmm. and we all I'm not saying I'm good I don't need that but um it's not the it's not how I receive love um to fill up my tank so I think it's just pure purely genuinely Mm -hmm. that is how I want to express 
my mm-hmm. gratitude and my love for the people in my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I love encouraging people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing the thing, but I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader, sure. you know, like with you, your mm-hmm. podcast, you know, whoever it is, you know, I'm, I'm going to be right there on mm-hmm. the sidelines cheering you on. Um, cause I don't feel like I have that necessary, that drive to like do, yeah. and, you know, go out on these adventures to, to achieve these things. But, um, I want to be there spurring people on yeah. and, and helping them out. So, um, this awareness and anticipation of others' needs, um, I think it's helped me anticipate my own needs. So that's mm. kind of how I developed that. Um, I don't stress out, I don't stress myself out if I can't do something for somebody. Um, keep Ooh, my kind of keep my expectations yeah. in check. And if something doesn't work out, my whole world doesn't come crumbling down. Yeah. You know. So um, I check in with myself often and my intentions because um, I want my heart to be right sure. behind it as well. Um, good things can rain um can drain us and yeah. rob us of joy too so yeah. i just want to make sure that that's not happening um mm-hmm. because i can f- do all these good things on paper but still not be sure. invested in it not be getting anything out of it and that kind of thing so simply put i take care of myself so that i can take care of others yeah i do think that's true i mean that awareness that self-awareness and because it can lean, you know, when we're maybe not in the best place, it can definitely mm-hmm. lean to either extreme. And I think that's so important, but very difficult. Yeah. And, you know, it, it can get a little tricky because as Christians, like it is partly our duty, our responsibility to take care of others and to serve. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't always, for some people, that's not necessarily a natural thing. But I think that you can serve in many ways, but that awareness is key right. of like, okay, let me check in here. Mm-hmm. And figure this out. So has there ever been a time where you, like, didn't want, sounds like probably not because this is your natural lean, but you didn't necessarily want to serve in some way or there was something that you were like, oh, I should probably do that, but I'm not sure if I really want to. But did it anyway just because you felt like, or are you just really in for the win? You just love it. Well, I just can't think of anything that comes to mind um, from that specific question. Um I can't think of a time that I was like, oh, I just got to power through because I got to do it. Like, but I'm pretty true to my word, but I'm also pretty honest with myself. I'm honest with myself and I'm honest with other people. So I don't feel, at least in a while, that I have gotten to that point in yeah. a while where I'm like, oh, like I yeah. really shouldn't be doing this or I don't want to do that, but feeling, you know, feeling pulled in two directions. Yeah. Um, so kind of back to that idea of how I do it, you know, you know, if I'm an empty vessel, I'll have nothing to give. So I keep think that's where I have to make sure that I'm being poured into and I am filling up my tank so that I can do that for other, other people because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, you know, it's just kind of like if, if I love, if I love, you know, whatever it is, if I love running or if I love baking and I don't have the supplies to do it like I'm not going to be able to do it so if I don't have the capacity to serve and love and encourage because I'm burnt out or I'm not filling my tank and I'm stretched too thin then Mm -hmm. I'm going to go nowhere and I'm going to be sad because I'm not going to be doing anything that I love Um, so I do what fills me uh, study God's word, exercise eating nourishing food, watching my favorite shows, cooking and baking like I talked about decorating my home, mm-hmm. planning parties, um, and sometimes self-care and service are one in the same. So, you know, like I could pick up your kid and take them for ice cream, which is a blessing for your parent, but it's also really a blessing for me too. Yeah. Like I love doing that. Yeah. So even in my service, I'm also taking care of myself. Yeah. That any kind That's of interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting point mm-hmm. for people who that is your, your love. <laughs> I can totally see that. I just hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. And then on the other hand of that, um, knowing my own boundaries is a big deal. Yeah. Um, if I can't do something, I say no. Yep. Um, there's power in both my ability to say yes Mm -hmm. and my ability to say no. Oh yeah. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. so true. Mm -hmm. Which is hard. I mean, that's hard for a lot of people, especially if, and this is why I think service and hospitality Mm -hmm. is so, so tricky because for a lot of us, you know, saying no feels wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't 
you're not supposed to say no as a Christian or whatever. I'm just speaking from my own history. Like, mm-hmm. there were there have been times where I felt like I have to do this. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to go. Service looks like going to the nursing home and doing this thing, which it does, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to. Like, right. that's not where service is limited. Right. And that's not necessarily my, like, I don't love going to the nursing home. Right. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so... Finding other ways to do it, but checking in with yourself. You can serve in the teensiest, tiniest ways, right. and it's still serving. You don't have to make it look like this one thing, but I felt like I couldn't say no for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and so really checking in and making sure you know where you're at with stuff, I think, is a really good point. Yeah, that's very true, and that that sense of obligation, yeah. you know. Um, but for me, I, I guess I've developed a good barometer of what I can handle Mm -hmm. and just like I said that honesty being very honest with people but also honest with myself yeah I think a lot of times we don't we don't check in and we aren't honest with like can I really carry this out because if I'm only here 10 Mm percent then it might do more harm than good yeah and I'm not here for that absolutely you know um so I try to be direct you know but I try not to be so direct where I'm Rude, you know, right, and, and that because it, that can also take a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but just so they know my feelings and where I stand, um, I don't want there to be any guessing or walking on eggshells around me. I don't sure, um, I want to be approachable. Mm-hmm. I and so I try to find all, all of that into one big, yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to explain. I'm telling but... you, you really do this so well because you have the perfect combination <clears throat> of. I'm here to serve you. It does not matter what you do in return. I've got you. I'm going to take care of it. But you're also not afraid to say, I can't. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with you. I just, mm-hmm. I'm not there. I've had a really long week, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what makes your service so good because you have both sides. And that's hard. That's a hard balance to strike. And I'm sure you've mm-hmm. experienced that as well. Like, yeah. there are times where it's very difficult to know. But, you know, it's like you said, you don't want to commit to something and then realize whoops, I should not have committed or I can't or now I'm stretched thin or now I'm resentful. Now I hate this (laughs) because that's no good either. But right, right. And it's not that I do it perfectly. I just have learned some things along the way that really help. Yeah. And, and realizing that just because I say no to somebody doesn't mean I love them any less. And I think that my authenticity with myself and with other people and that genuineness there allows them to give me grace yeah. allows me to give them grace mm-hmm. and so I think that 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 allows my no to be yeah. softer than uh than it could be right. if I was just being like uh, always nah. saying no yeah. no 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 but yeah. sometimes saying no allows me to say yes yes and so I it's it's a strange concept to mm-hmm. kind of wrap our heads around but that's where I'm at in this mm-hmm. place in my life yeah well and it really does work well it really works well because it's a relief to people to be able to know that you're not going to do something like, cause you know, I mean, you ask people to do things sometimes and you're, you feel like it's such a burden or you're so concerned or what if this is too much for them? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so it's nice that you're like, no, I'm, I'm okay with saying no. Like right. it's not that, that hard. What would you say? This is just a curious thought. Okay. What would you say to someone? Like I'm thinking about like college students or for me, you know, being a therapist, which you're a therapist as well, mm-hmm. sometimes if I'm not careful, I can use my job as, well, I serve every day, all day, which is not, not true, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, it, that can become more of a a task or, like, I don't know that my heart is really serving. Mm-hmm. It is, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who maybe does service for their job and mm-hmm. so they feel like they don't have capacity for any more, mm-hmm. or maybe someone who is... 17 and doesn't know what to do or how to serve people or feels like service looks one way like do you have any tips or tricks or any advice to those people who are like I don't I don't really know how to serve yeah I think the I think the check-in with yourself so I'll speak to what you were talking about if you have a service role in your job mm-hmm. um and whether you feel like you're serving there or you just feel burnt out at the end of the day I think that that self check-in and checking your intentions so like it you know I'm not going to have the same level of relationship with my clients than I'm going to be with a friend so I think that my intentions with my client go to this point and Mm -hmm. this is where my boundary starts with Mm -hmm. them and so if if I'm going to go a step further and serve somebody else I feel like it's a different 
section of my brain, a sec- yes. different section of my heart, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. I love those people, but I have to kind of keep them in a box because of my sure. profession. Um, so I think as far as advice to somebody that doesn't know where to start, I would check in with what you enjoy doing, what makes mm-hmm. you tick, and see what... I mean, like I said, because if I love to cook and bake and that's a self-care thing for me, well, I can cook a, or I can bake a cake and take it to somebody sure. and that's an act of love and act yeah. of service. So I think, like you said, if you don't want to go to the nursing home, find something that is mm-hmm. within your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, not saying we shouldn't be stretched at times and out of our comfort zones, but if you're looking for a place to start, you're a high school student, maybe you just moved out to college, I would start with your the desires of your heart and mm-hmm. also what makes you tick and start there and see if there's anything you can do for somebody else yeah. in that realm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I just did not grow up with the experience of hospitality can look like something you already do or you're mm-hmm. already good at. Mm-hmm. I always thought hospitality and serving had to look a certain way and like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's just cause I was traditionally raised, but hospitality looks like cooking and baking, which I also happen to love. Mm-hmm. But not always. And mm-hmm. I like that your advice is like, do the thing that you're already doing right. and just do it a little more. Right. Like, if you're already, if you love to play soccer, okay, well then maybe you could bring a little kid out there with you right. one day. Like, it doesn't have to be a total veer off of mm-hmm. what you love. I mean, mm-hmm. and that can expand and become something out of your comfort zone, like a little soccer camp right. or whatever. Right. But I like that, just start where what you're already doing. Right. We, and if you don't know what that mm-hmm. is, I bet you're probably already doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just... Maybe you haven't thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I am if I am a coffee drinker and I'm already going to go to a coffee shop, we'll just take somebody out and buy their coffee. Yeah. Or whatever it is, like, do that thing, mm-hmm. but do it for somebody else yeah. as well. And you'll be filled yes. and you'll be filling somebody else. And yeah. I think that that's a really cool thing that you can tap into both of those things in one action. Yeah, I think so too. Or by the person behind you. Like, mm-hmm. it really can be very simple, mm-hmm. but it is so touching when right. you do that for someone. I guarantee you, you'll probably never meet that person behind you in line, mm-hmm. but you have made their day. And I think, I don't know, I just think service and hospitality can take things so far, Right. but it doesn't have to be this like complicated, crazy mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And I like the paradox of hospitality seems like it's about someone else, but it's actually really about you mm-hmm. because you've got to check your boundaries, you've got to check your self-awareness, mm-hmm. and you get filled up by being able to do something for others. So Right. So if you think, I mean, think about this example, if I bring somebody into my home and I have a bad attitude, they're not going to feel welcome. Right. Right. So it does start with me. Yeah. And where I, that's why I was talking about my own, you know, fueling and self-care mm-hmm. like is another thing that we can talk about but um is how I rejuvenate myself so that I can pour mm-hmm. into other people and it all yeah so it yeah. does it is about me because it's about other people too yeah. so like if it were just me in my home only and I'm the only person I ever encountered all the time every day yeah then who cares how I'm acting but right. you know that's not the life I'm gonna live right. so I have to kind of like I said, those check-ins, those, yeah. that, the, the real honest check-ins with myself to say, mm-hmm. how am I feeling today? Yeah. What's my perspective? You know, I've had to have continual perspective shifts mm-hmm. a lot lately. And so just kind of that, you know, okay, you know, where am I at? And is there anything I need to be doing differently? Yeah. And I think that that's okay. For oh, absolutely. Because I think too, once, as you get mm-hmm. older and you change life situations, hospitality looks different. You know, when you get married and you have a house, it's, quote, easier for hospitality to look like mm-hmm. inviting people to your home. Mm-hmm. But if you live in a dorm or if you, you know, mm-hmm. are in an apartment or whatever, that may not be your form of hospitality in that season. It doesn't mean that it can't be later or, you know, because mm-hmm. I even think too in this season of life I'm in, ways that I want to show hospitality to people as a mother or as, you know, whatever, in different seasons, but that's just not where I am yet. And so right. cultivating hospitality for us now mm-hmm looks a little different and that's what you're talking about the perspective shifts you just kind of have to mm-hmm. go where life goes but you can do hospitality in every season and I think that's neat yeah and I would say like you said just I think we're always worried about the perfect scenario we're waiting for the perfect house so we're waiting for the perfect person to come along for us to you know mm-hmm. 
which open up your eyes and yeah. just do it. Yeah. Like I think that that is one of my biggest pieces of encouragement I can give anybody is just to start where you're at and just do it. You've got to put that one foot forward. Oh yeah. You know, and, and just do it. And the worst that you could, you could do is fail. And that's, yeah. that's okay because yeah. what does failure do for us? Sure. Right. You know, we learn so much from that. So well, um, and that other person is still going to be so touched that you tried, right. you know, mm-hmm. even if you tried to bake me a cake and it burned and you, you know, you may never tell me, but th- I will be so touched if you mm-hmm. were like, I really wanted to make you this thing mm-hmm. and then it burned. I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that right. is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, the other person is not going to be like, oh, you burned the cake. Right. How dare you? <laughs> and if they are, then bye. Right. They need to go anyway. Right. So. Oh dear. That's all yeah. I Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I I would just start where you start where you are mm-hmm. in life and and not waiting for the next step because you're gonna be doing that for the rest of your life and you're gonna look back and go look at all these opportunities I missed missed out on with these people who are right in my backyard yeah. and I could have formed relationships with and mm-hmm. and you know done those things and so um, so yeah. For sure. Okay, so earlier we were talking a little bit about self-care. We're talking about boundaries. And as therapists, like, we maybe just know this. I don't know. It's hard for me to separate at this point in my life self-care versus, like, not knowing how to do self-care. Right. So, right. I mean, you've, you've told us you like cooking and baking. You mm-hmm. kind of always have. So mm-hmm. you know your self-care things yeah. and you know your boundaries. But tell us a little bit more about that whole just messy topic, sometimes okay. messy. Self-care is a big deal. It's not negotiable. And and what I have found is that even in grad school for counseling, there was, and in the profession now, there's so many therapists out there who are not practicing self-care. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just think of our, our profession and we are helpers. And if we're not practicing self-care, then we are pouring into people who are coming to us broken and we are broken and we are, mm-hmm. you know, so... Again, for me to be the best professional, I need to practice that. But then also, I think everybody in all of life needs to practice oh, yeah. self-care. It's not just for me because I'm a counselor. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's ridiculous. So, right. so <clears throat> I preach it to my clients. So I practice it because they'll know if I'm blowing smoke. Yes. Um, so I always <laughs> use my own medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, self-care can be a myriad of things, big or small. Yeah. Little moments in your day or a big old planned trip, mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't matter. You just have to figure it out for yourself and do it. So mm-hmm. just kind of like the hospitality aspect. Self-care, we may think that even in talking to clients, sometimes I hear them say, well, I don't have money for that. And I don't, mm. well, you don't have to. Like, I'm not talking about some big grandiose thing. Mm-hmm. Start with a moment of silence. Yeah. 10 minutes to yourself, reading, whatever you've got to do. Because I do it little moments throughout my day just mm-hmm. to get through the day sometimes, oh, yeah. you know. And so, and then I sometimes I plan for self-care, but sometimes it has to be spontaneous. And mm-hmm. so I think that's another thing where you just stop waiting for the perfect scenario and you just got to do it. You yeah. really got to take care of yourself. Because back to that empty vessel thing I was talking about, if I'm not filling myself mm-hmm. with with those positive things and those things that make me tick, then I'm going to be worthless to yes, somebody else. It's so true. And chances are, it's kind of like <clears throat> hospitality. Chances are you, you're already sort of doing the thing that you like. Like self-care for me is writing or reading mm-hmm. or being quiet or going on a trip or watching the sunrise. And I already know that those are things I right. enjoy. So it's not like rocket science, you mm-hmm. know, you, but it is hard for some people mm-hmm. because it feels selfish mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever the reason is, right. but chances are you're already kind of doing it or you mm-hmm. know the things mm-hmm. that you enjoy and mm-hmm. the really, the discipline of self care is making it a point to do it anyway. Right. When it's not, it's not going to be handed to you. It's not easy. It's not right. easy to wake up and watch the sunrise. But if you know that you really love that. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it, sister or brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, <laughs> you know, if you don't like to cook or wake up early or do any of that stuff, you know, watching a good show might be right. one or having quiet time in the evening if you're a night owl, which I can't fathom. <laughs> I'm in bed for like eight. I know, right? It's so weird. Great. But if you are. Granny status for real. Totally. I'm with it. <laughs> so I think self-care doesn't have to be so complicated correct but a lot of people make it mm-hmm. but you're right i mean if if you don't have self-care you pr- i would argue if you can't take care of yourself you cannot take care of other people you can't be hospitable you can't serve other people unless you know how to serve yourself and it's not selfish mm-hmm. it's 
required. Like you said, it's non-negotiable. Bingo. And I think that that's a lot of times what people are trying to stray away from is being self-centered, being mm-hmm. selfish, this all about me mentality. Um, but I think our perspective has to change about what self-care is, mm-hmm. right? And my intention behind it is so that I'll be a better wife, yep. a better friend, mm-hmm. a better colleague, yeah, a better what XYZ. Human you know? in the world. So yeah, and so if, if that is the heart behind it, then it's absolutely necessary mm-hmm. or I'm going to be worthless in yeah. all of those areas and people are going to be like, oh, you know, yeah. what's going on with her? You know, she's stressed out all the time and she didn't take care of herself and yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And so, like I said, and, and, and everybody is in a different season of life. And so you just start with where you are and with what you have. So some of you maybe have kids, mm-hmm. so you're going to have to just break it up into moments in your day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of you are older maybe empty nesters and you Mm -hmm. feel like all you ever do is spend alone time or something like that or if you're single whatever that capacity is Mm -hmm. you still have to make it a priority and and I think defining what self-care looks like for you is the is the place to start absolutely because the reality is you can do the same literal act of hospitality whether you're filled personally or not Mm -hmm. but your heart behind it makes all the difference. If I never ever fill myself up, but I'm always writing letters to people or baking cakes for them, Mm -hmm. you're still quote technically serving, Mm -hmm. but not from a place of true servitude because your heart is like, ugh. and if you're not taking care of yourself, like you were saying for moms of young kids, it's, it's not, you may not be able to bake cakes for other people and bring Mm -hmm. them over. Like hospitality doesn't have to look like Mm -hmm. that. And if you feel like you're supposed to, or you mm-hmm. should, mm-hmm. you know, chances are it may not be the most hospitable thing for you in that season, and that's okay. Right. It, absolutely. And I think also if if we're not serving in our own homes, mm-hmm. then we shouldn't be serving outside yeah. of our... You know what I mean? Like, so if you do have a family and children or whatever it is, you are serving them. Yeah. You know, but you doesn't mean you can, can't serve outside of the home. But you are you're also doing that, and so making sure that your family is nourished and yeah. your outside life is all you know it's just all kind of tied in together. It's mm-hmm. like so if I'm not taking care of myself, then it's going to bleed over into my family, and then it's going to bleed over into my outside rela- relationships, and for sure, so on and so forth. Yep. And so the same is true for those positive, you know, emotions. Is that if I am taking care of myself, then mm-hmm. it's going to bleed over into my relationships in my home and outside of my home and mm-hmm. that's just going to be a ripple effect for sure in my community and so for sure well and it's 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 good to note that like I have to tell my husband what I need as well right if I because I'm a therapist if I have spent all day all week dealing with very difficult cases and pouring 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 and I come home and I'm cranky and I'm tired and I'm you know this week mm-hmm. has been terrible I need self-care time but if I don't communicate that to him right. Or if you're, if you're single, you know, your sister or your aunt or your mom or whoever, like, they might be calling you or needing something from you. All it takes is a communication. You have to mm-hmm. say, like, I need this time. I have mm-hmm. to do this. But, again, you have to know what that is. But communicating that is super important, I think, too, mm-hmm. so that other people can support you in your self-care, especially if you're a mom mm-hmm. or a nanny or whatever it is, like, you need. It's part of that boundary. You've mm-hmm. got to be able to communicate what you need in order to mm-hmm. get what you need. Right. And another aspect is um, not to not let guilt set in mm-hmm. if I'm taking that time because that's not going to help you at all no. if you're feeling guilty for the time that you've taken, mm-hmm. you know. And and if you are and you check yourself in that place of feeling guilty, then reevaluate why you're doing it, wh- how much time you're spending, if there's other responsibilities you need to be taking care of. I mean, all of that has to flow together because... If, you know, if I'm going to say, like, bye to my family for days or whatever, like, that might be excessive. Sure. But, like, if, but I also think that that honesty with myself is if this is going to, you know, allow me to do Mm -hmm. ABC over here, then I've got to afford myself this time. For sure. You know, um, you just think we we need to slow down a little bit more in life and just... That yeah. stop and smell the roses mentality, but for real, like, yeah. like be present in the moment mm-hmm. where you are. And I think that you'll see how much time that you really do have yeah. in life. Um, 
and just take totally five minutes to yeah to breathe Mm -hmm. close your eyes do whatever you got to do so true to get reset yeah again it doesn't self-care is not complicated but it it does require intentional presence like you said because if you if you decide that you're going to spend 10 minutes in the evening reading or doing whatever but the whole time you're on your phone or you're Mm -hmm. like thinking about should I have done this, that, and the other? That's mm-hmm. not, you're not doing self-care. That's, mm-hmm. you're still, and it, it is a discipline. I do mm-hmm. think if you've never Absolutely. done it, you have to practice that. And mm-hmm. you will for the first time, first couple of times you're doing it, you are going to be thinking about other stuff. And it's a cultivation. You really do have to practice. Mm-hmm. But I like what you said about if you plan a trip to do self-care, but the whole time you feel guilty or you're thinking about, you know, that's not self-care. Right. But it does take practice. Absolutely. That's important. Right. So if you're, if you start out doing it and you feel like you're, not excelling at it or mm-hmm. whatever. I just encourage you to keep doing it and keep trying it because I think you'll hit your stride. Yeah. You'll find out what works for you and, and mm-hmm. that's all that's all it's about. Yeah. You don't have to be doing what the next person exactly is doing. You don't have to be doing what she's doing down the street. Like mm-hmm. you do what works for you. Yeah. And that's true for so many things. For in sure. Life. <clears throat> I love it. Well, besides serving and hospitality, mm-hmm. what is nourishing you now, Samula? Yeah, so you were talking to me after I've come off a few hard months of transition with my job. Yeah. Um, I was a lot busier in this new role, mostly with traveling, than um, I expected to be. So I went from just being a therapist with a caseload of clients and managing my own schedule um, to a full-time position at the office. Um, so this put a little wrench in my helping people and doing things for others, Um not that it couldn't be done. I just knew it would look different sure. um, than it had. So just like when I went from being in grad school and super available to obtaining a job, um, I had to tweak things then. So this was just a new transition for me. Um, but this is where the rubber had to meet the road for all of the things I've already said mm-hmm. <laughs> to you. So yeah. um, I was so struggling with seeing my fr- with not seeing my friends, um, their kids, my family less, you know. Yeah. I, I felt like I was... Um, <clears throat> in a hole for a couple of months just trying to figure it out. Um, I wasn't reaching out to people like I was used to. Um, I knew what I was going through was temporary, but it just didn't feel like me. And I was trying to figure it out. You know, I was trying to figure out life in this new season. And I was like, what is wrong? You know, I got to get get my act together. Um, So I'm happy to say I've come out on the other side um, of it and have somewhat a rhythm again. Um, I feel like even just seasons outside sort of bring through seasons in, in life, like mm-hmm. that, like this transition to everybody going back to school and fall yeah. coming. I just feel like I, I have just a sense of refreshment yeah. and I think that's a gift from the Lord. So, um, <clears throat> so, uh, I had to adjust my perspective kind of like I talked about earlier, um, and those expectations and just live fully within my new situation. Mm-hmm. So not that I, you know, had to do all of this crazy changing, but I did have to do some, some tweaking to, to what I, what my norm was and have Mm -hmm. a new norm. So, um, it's a daily surrender (laughs) knowing that God has a greater plan, um, trusting that I'm where I need to be right now. Um, so one adjustment I made was canceling my gym membership (laughs) and (laughs) and exercising at home. So that has been a huge game changer. It sounds so funny, but it's more financially savvy for us. It's cut, and it is cut down on time spent going mm. to the gym. So it's less stressful. Sure. Um, I can exercise in the mornings and then just get ready for my day. So I didn't have to cut that piece out of my life that was really important for my self-care, that alone time for mm. me to just kind of like, boom, this is yeah. me. I'm getting those endorphins and yeah. I'm ready to, you know, conquer the day kind of thing. But I just tweaked it a little. Yeah. So I said, man, I, I, and then I would feel like, oh, I'm so upset that I can't get there because mm. I would take whatever it was, 30 minutes just to get to in front, you know. Sure, the drive. The, yeah, just to drive there it would take 30 minutes out of my day. So I said, man, if I can just change that. And so that has been a huge thing. Um, <clears throat> so I think, um, again, to that point, tweaking our lives along with the seasons we are in, being mm. flexible is, yeah. is key. So true. It's key to self-care. It's key to hospitality. If you're too rigid, then you'll be upset about mm. unmet, unmet expectations. Preach on, girl. <laughs> Preach on. So those unmet, those unmet expectations um, over and over, you know, you'll just be upset about that. Um, so I've always, like I said, loved cooking and baking, right? So, uh, but part of that is due to the creative aspect of it. So I really enjoy like plating our food, which is kind of funny. Oh, and I don't do that all the time. Sure. It's just 
like I said, when I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds really funny, but um, I don't care that nobody will ever see it but me and my husband, but it brings me joy and it yeah. brings me a little bit of like creative aspect to mm-hmm. the cooking. And just kind of like when I decorate cakes, I love that because it's like art and yeah. um, baking in the same. So mm. um, <clears throat> I just do it when I'm feeling it and yeah, just go with it so again. Fun. And that's a part of it. It's like, oh my gosh, if I have, if I, if I feel like I've, let myself down or not done something I've said I'm going to do. Like, I don't have to make my make meals look fancy every mm-hmm. night. Like, just do it when I feel like yeah. doing it. And, like, yeah. not stress myself out. And I think that's the biggest part of all of the stuff I'm talking about, you know? Totally. Over the years, I've had to change um, that part of my life about, about creativity. You know, I studied mm-hmm. art in undergrad, so I've always needed that outlet. Um, but I find it in various ways now. So whether sure. it's decorating my home, packaging up gifts for people, cooking, writing cards, doing art therapy with my clients. So, so I can even incorporate that little outlet into work, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, my morning coffee is a nourishing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I knew you'd agree with me. Yes. Um, is such a nourishing part of my routine. And so it's so simple. Yeah. Um, but I am an early riser, but not necessarily a morning person because I don't really want to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I love sitting in the silence. And I yes. love being awake and um, just meeting with the Lord and like sitting here in this very spot that we're doing this interview on my mm-hmm. couch. I can see the sunrise right over there. Oh. And I just am like, oh my word, what a gift, you know, mm-hmm. to see that and to start the, the day. And so um, just having that quiet time is where I've carved out self-care for me um, in the mornings because that's before anybody else is up, before my day has started, and it's just the quiet, and I love that. Um, Walking in my neighborhood, especially sunrise walks, have become a a new thing that that I've kind of started. Um, There's like a little lake you can walk to down there, and you can just walk, and there's ducks and turtles and stuff, and so it's just like nature has always been a very rejuvenating thing for me, and so... Like I said, I don't do that every day, but mm-hmm. if if I can on a Saturday, I will. Sure. Um, and so that's really good. Um, another thing that I've started to incorporate recently is listening to worship music at my desk when I need mm. to. So like when people are being really pessimistic, yes. I'm just not feeling it today. Yeah. Um, it's a way to jolt my perspective back on the right track. Um, like I said, I don't do all of these things all the time every day with the exception of my morning routine. Um, I just find what works for today and I go with it. Mm. Um, I don't put pressure on myself to do everything perfectly. Um, just need to do my best and grace will cover everything else. Um, if I need to take care of stuff, I do, but if I just need to sit down for a while and Mm -hmm. take a break, I do. Yeah. Um, I'm not who I was at 18 or 22 or whatever. So my life and what nourishes me now on the brink of turning 30 shouldn't look the same. Yeah. Totally. Well, and I think it is invaluable that you you said, um, I don't remember exactly what you were talking about, but you were saying like, it, it just, if it doesn't happen, then we just change it. Right. You don't have to scrap the whole thing. I think that is so mm-hmm. important. Like if you, if you think nourishment looks, it's supposed to look like this, like I need to go to the gym. I have to go to the gym. That's the thing that's going to nourish me. But you just can't get to the stupid gym. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to the other extreme of, well, I'm just the worst. I, mm-hmm. I failed. I can't do it. I paid all this money and I never right. even went. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. You right. can just figure out, okay, let me brainstorm. What's a way that I can get those endorphins mm-hmm. in a way that is actually nourishing, mm-hmm. right? Like, we were talking about yoga earlier. Yoga at home, to me, sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. But I like a yoga class. Right. Going to the gym makes me want to poke my eyes out, <laughs> but <laughs> I like to jog or walk on the road right. because I'm like seeing new things and, mm-hmm. you know, having different experiences. So just because it doesn't look the way you thought it would, right. you can just pivot a little. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like, let's just scrap the whole thing. I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I teach that to my clients almost every day. Mm-hmm. Like don't go to such an extreme thought process, which is very mm-hmm. difficult. I can be very critical of myself. Right. I have a very high expectation. I have a high bar of myself. And I honestly don't even realize I'm doing it half the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think just pivot a little. Perspective right. is something you've Absolutely. talked a lot about too. Having perspective to be able to say, okay, I'm not feeling it today. Mm-hmm. What can I do that's nourishing in the next 10 minutes? Maybe it's go play music or maybe you could run and go get a coffee mm-hmm. or you know anything like that. I think it's not complicated. 
It didn't have to be complicated, mm-hmm. but it can mean a lot. Those little things really add up. So right, right. I I agree, and that flex flexibility, like I, like you were talking about, I like the word that you used, pivot, mm-hmm. because like you said, it doesn't even have to be a whole one eighty. Like it, it yeah. can be, it can be just a little slightly over here. Like mm-hmm. if this is something that I desire to do, but the way I'm doing it mm-hmm. isn't life giving. Yeah. Then maybe I can try a different avenue. Yeah. And, and like I said, just that small change of yeah. me not traveling to exercise, but doing it here in the mm-hmm. comfort of my home with something that I enjoy has been like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, and plus makes me more committed to it and more yes. like I'm looking forward to it than just like, oh, yeah. like an obligation. Like yep. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Now it's, I get to do this or I want to do this. And so even just that has brought in, yeah. um, a perspective shift and I didn't even really have to change my perspective. It kind of did it for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and again, like you said, like it's okay if you fail, if you try to find what's nourishing or if you try to be hospitable Mm -hmm. and it just does not happen or it doesn't go well, it's okay, baby doll. Mm -hmm. Just try something different. Like Mm -hmm. it's trial and error, especially if you've never done anything like it, Mm -hmm. you're not going to know what to do and that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, You're so (laughs) smart. No. Well, I've loved talking about this with you because yeah. you really do have such a good, like this is your lane for sure. And it is something that you naturally have always loved and have always done. But mm-hmm. I think it is so important for people to know <clears throat> that the other side of hospitality is boundaries. Mm-hmm. You cannot just be hospitable and, and full of service without also having, I mean, you can technically, but it's not, you know, I would argue that it's not mm-hmm. truly hospitable and full of service if you can't learn boundaries and self-awareness and right. take care of your own self in order to take care of others. So, right, right. And good I, job. Thank you so much for your kindness in that. And I think that also if this is not your lane or something that you want to try to do and it doesn't come natural, you can still do it. There's, yeah. there's still ways and, and there's things that I like to do that I, I, it's not my lane, it's out of my comfort zone, but but I still seek it out and mm-hmm. seek people who are doing it well. And so I hope that in some way that this has been of some benefit if, if maybe this is out of your comfort zone and your desire is to uh, be hospitable or to serve people, you know, just start where you're at and yeah. you will be golden. That's it. It's all you got to do. <laughs> well, thank you, Sammy. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Sure. Oh, man. So fun to talk to Sam. Like I, she's so wise. She just knows so much, and she does this so well. And I loved um, her story and that she shared with us different ways that she takes care of herself and checks in with herself, and also isn't afraid to say no. I think that's so critical. Is that it's okay to say no to people because in order to be able to be your most hospitable self, you have to say no sometimes. And I love that she also says, "Start where you are. If you are twelve and you don't know." how to do hospitable things. You don't have money. You don't have the space. You don't have your own home. You know, you can still be hospitable. You can still be full of service for people around you. Even if it's just your sister, you know what I mean? So hospitality is super important and it can be at its most basic level, the most beautiful thing. So I love talking with Sam. You can find her at Samantha Bushy on Instagram. I tagged her in our show notes. Be sure and subscribe or review us on Apple Podcasts. That will really help get the word out and it'll help make the podcast more um, available for other people. So hope you enjoyed today. Check back every Tuesday. We have a new episode and be sure and check us out on Be Nourished Podcast on Instagram. See you next week. Thank you.